Welcome to the week three edition of the Sports Cube podcast. I'm Kyle Gammon. I'm Brandon Beard. And I'm Eli Grimes. So, Eli's got the week three info scores for us. What you got? All right, so here on Thursday Night Football, we got the Broncos walking off with a victory against the Jets. Score 37 to 28. Little Vic Fangio there at the end. Yeah. That was a little bit to talk about. Uh, moving on, we've got the Jaguars versus the Bengals. Joe Burrow got his first career win with a 33 to 25 score against the Jaguars. Moving on to the Browns and Cowboys. The Browns, I think, shocked a lot of us and came out with an Odell offense. Beckham, that's all I got to say. Game. Odell Beckham, the, that, that run that he had where he, he escapes the, the tackle on the outside and mm -hmm. cuts by defenders, hey, made the Eagles be in first place by the end of the night, so I'm pretty happy. That game was a final score of 49-38 to 38 in favor of the Browns. Moving on to the Saints and Lions game. The Saints came out and had a, had a great showing against the Lions, 35-29. to 29. Yeah, and, and, and I think right here, I mean, I mean, does Matt Patricia, the guy at the end of the year, kind of a, I, I think he's on the hot seat a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's a good game for the Lions as yes, well. Yes, a good game. For, they came out showed, very well. They've got a very good mm -hmm. offense. They just got to find a way to win yeah. games. Now yeah. that they got Kenny Galladay back, they're going to play a lot of better games this year. Yep. Moving on to the Seahawks and Dolphins game. The Seahawks remain undefeated with a score of 31-23 to against the Dolphins. Russell they're, Wilson tour, baby. That's he right. Keeps winning. MVP. Yeah, they're 4-0 for, for, for the second time in their history. Yep. Mm -hmm. Moving on to the Chargers and Buccaneers game. The Buccaneers came away with a win against the Chargers, 38-31. to Tom Brady, five touchdowns. Five touchdowns. <laughs> I can't, can't even remember how many passing he, yards he had. Yeah, and That's it, it's just Brady being Brady. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's done it for, you know, the entire time he's been yep. in the league, and um, he just keeps dominating. Five touchdowns, five different receivers. First Moving on. For, first, time, uh, first time being, uh, first time throwing five touchdowns since week three of 2017. Yep. He's wow. definitely showing that he wants to get it done. Moving on to the Ravens and Washington football team game. The Ravens came away winning that score 31-17. to 17. Shocker. Yeah, I mean, are we really kind of surprised? Yeah. I mean, it's... Is it time to turn to Alex Smith? <laughs> <laughs> I think, I it's, not, I think it's time to put him in. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Dwayne Haskins is the answer there. Not yet, no. We've got the Cardinals and Panthers. The Panthers defeated the Cardinals 31-21. to 21. Great game for Tate Bridgewater. Yes. Yeah. He came out and showed 26 for 37, 276 yards, and three touchdowns, two touchdowns, excuse me, and one pick. Yeah. I think the Cardinals are still a playoff team, but if I'm a Cardinals fan, I'm starting to worry. Uh, just, just a little bit. Just, I, I think just a little bit, but I mean, I just, honestly, I, I mean, Bridgewater threw for three touchdowns here, and I mean, probably, arguably, even though it's been a short year, um, probably the, the best game of his season yeah. right now. And so, and hey, that's huge momentum for the Panthers. Yeah, they're um, they're two and zero without McCaffrey, and he comes back in uh, four weeks. <laughs> yeah. So what's that gonna mean when he's coming back? Is he gonna still get the workload, or are they gonna give it to the backup? We'll have to see. Yeah. Speaking of momentum, the Vikings get their first win of the season with a thirty-one to twenty-three win against the Houston Texans. And what does that mean for the Texans if they're going down in a hole of zero and four now? Mm -hmm. Are they gonna be able to recover in that big of a division? I think this is the first game for the Vikings. For the Texans, I think, that they, they're playing a winnable game here because right, the Vikings yeah. have not played very well as of late. No. Mm -hmm. So I don't think they can use the excuse anymore of the competition that they face. Yeah, and, and I mean, in, in this game, well, it's a perfect example mm -hmm. of that. Um, and it, it's really unfortunate because, you know, Deshaun Watson has been, has been really, I, th I think, trying his best, but he, he doesn't have anybody. I mean, mm -hmm. what, no. what, what, I mean what, Will Fuller? Like, you he's know, I mean, that's just not, not, yeah, that's just not enough. David Johnson is, is underperforming, in my mm -hmm. opinion. Mm -hmm. You know, they made that trade for DeAndre Hopkins. You would, you would have to think that, you know, they really had high expectations after making the trade, and 
they've just fallen short, and, yeah. and they're in a huge hole. I mean, really big hole right they now. Are. I agree. And lo looking at that receiving core, Randall Cobb is leading in receiving yards. I mean, you have Brandon Cooks, Will Fuller, and Randall that, Cobb is the one leading <laughs> in receiving yards. That's definitely an odd receiving core yeah. right there. Yeah, Th And this ain't the, this ain't the Saints, uh, uh, not even, excuse Packers. me. Packers. Packers, Randall Cobb, excuse yeah. me. I was thinking of Brandon Cooks on that, but um, there – Randall Cobb, you know. <laughs> he doesn't have his speed like he used to have, yeah. at least. I mean, he can still catch the ball. He's catching a lot better than what the other guys are. But we'll see who he keeps throwing to. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, Low-scoring game here. The Rams defeated the New York Giants 17-9. to this, that, What do we have to say about this, this game? This is bad Daniel Jones. He was in the red zone three <laughs> times. Didn't get any touchdowns. I mean, he's, he's not even looking the direction. He had some people <laughs> open the back of the end zone. He's not throwing. I saw a video. And this is the most Jason, Jason Garrett thing I think I've ever seen. They, they had originally called all of his receivers. <laughs> Daniel Jones thought it was, it was a passing play. And all of his receivers were blocking as, <laughs> as if it was a run. Oh, I mean, if, if that ain't the most Jason Garrett or Giants season, yep. especially with losing Saquon Barkley, which we said it two weeks ago and it's still true, that was a season-ending blow. Yeah. That's actually what I said. And it's still being true to this day. And, I mean, Hey, they're, they're, the Rams are helping us out in the division, and so that's all I can really say about that yep. one. <laughs> Moving on to the Colts and Bears game. The Colts defeat the Bears at Soldier Field. Local 19 game. 19-11. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was, that was a local game. Yeah. Um, for me, all right. All right, take a minute, baby. <laughs> all right, take a minute, Tom. Here we go. Let's see. Foles, <laughs> Foles did underperform, but arguably we did play the number one defense in the NFL. Which so, is surprising. Yes. Ooh. Hey, 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 listen. Hey. Stat-wise. <laughs> Stat-wise. <laughs> but here's the deal. I mean, that, that Colts defense was kind of surprising in my yes, opinion. I, 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 I totally was expecting, agree. you know, I was thinking maybe like the, like the Ravens or even the Steelers even mm -hmm. to be the top defense in the league. Mm -hmm. The Colts came out, and they're playing some really good defensive ball. It's a, it's yeah, a highly underrated ball. team. Yes. Getting Xavier Rhodes for them is definitely helping their defense tremendously. And he's, that he hadn't better, performed well yeah. in the past few years, but I think he's catching his stride again. And, and even if losing um, – their safety, I um, their safety, uh, Lee Cooker, yes. Lee Cooker, that that was even even monumental. Yeah. I mean, that was a huge loss, and they're still rolling, and they have some great edge rushers. Hey, not, I mean, they're sitting at three one. I mean, what else gotta, is there to say? We got to see what their offense is going to do because yes. T.Y. Hilton had his best game of the season so mm -hmm. far, but he's still not performing like we know T.Y. Hilton can. So we got to mm -hmm. see what he can do to uh, start performing better. Mm -hmm. I agree. So for the Bears game, my main takeaways were that. Our rushing game was not there. We had a total of 28 rushing yards the entire game. We Ooh, averaged about two yards per carry. And Ooh, that's it's, it's definitely shown that I don't think it's just a QB problem. It's yeah. an offensive problem. Yeah. And for, for the rushing, they're not handing it to David Montgomery. Mm -hmm. I mean, they drafted this guy because he, they thought he was dynamic and do everything. They're not giving him the football. Nope. Also, Tariq Cohen going on IR. Yes, that, that does not help. That's a huge piece, too, as mm -hmm. far as like the passing game. Yep, I agree. So we're going to move on to the Bills and Raiders game here. This is a really good game that I, I definitely wanted to watch. Yeah. Uh, the Bills come away winning that game 30-23 to and remaining also undefeated. Hey. Josh Allen keeps rolling. That's yeah. right. I mean, <laughs> sitting 4-0, and, and, and in my opinion, I think, you know, pending, um, obviously came at the COVID deal, but pending all the Patriots deal and all that with, you know, who knows if there's related positive COVID tests. There hasn't been as of Monday, today, mm -hmm. but hey, I think I think they're sitting at, at the top dog. I mean, for the rest of the year in the division. That was that was my dark horse to win the mm -hmm. Super Bowl at the beginning of this year, and they're definitely showing their playoff. Yeah. Team. We're, we're just waiting until they play each other. We're gonna see what yeah. happens. Yeah, that'll be see a if great Bill game. Belichick can still coach. Yep, <laughs> wish he can. <laughs> so moving on to the the Eagles and 49ers game, it's been it's been quoted as being the injury bowl. Yeah. I think the 49ers 
were the favorites to win this game, but oh, by many. the Eagles <coughs> came out and won that game 25-20. to 20. What do you have to say about that, Kyler? <coughs> I got a lot to say. Got a lot to I say. got a lot to say in a short <laughs> amount of time. Here's the deal, and I, I'm, I'm going to take a minute. Okay? All right. You know, and I'm not really sure where to start, but number one, Carson Wentz put that team on his back with some, I'm pretty sure, and, ju and just like I said it last week, I think my 12-year-old sister who's in middle school could probably play better receivers than, well, pr presumably J.J. I think a yep. white side that bump. But here's the deal. Carson Wentz put the team on his back. He said, we're, we're rallying prime time. Let's, let's get this W. We're sitting at the top of the division. Yep. Don't matter. You know what? And, that and, division. And, and here's a stat. And here's a stat for my... Here's my stat for my J.J. Ortega Whiteside slander even more, which kind of ups it. Back to Travis Fulgham, the Carson went through a beauty bomb. I mean, right in the bread basket to, to Travis Fulgham, a dude who got called from the practice squad yesterday. He had two receptions for, for 57 yards, but Travis Fulgham had more yards last night than J.J. Ortega Whiteside has had in his last seven games, and that's per Ruben Frank of NBC Sports Philadelphia. How much of that came off J of the one pass at the end? I but still, <laughs> that just proves to me that J.J. Ortega-Whiteside is not very good, and he cannot be on the football field. And so, going to next week, for your Steelers, I have a stat for you, Brenton. Let's see what you got. The, the teams that the Steelers have beat have been a combined 1-11. Oh, no. oh, 1-11, yeah. Well, so, I mean, hey, but I, I'm really looking forward, and I think the matchup for the Eagles this week, it was a huge momentum booster, and I'm pumped, and uh, I'm, I'm First win of the year, and I'm super excited. So, so uh, let's take a look at your record here. One, <laughs> two, and one. You, who'd you tie? Here we're getting into the, it. The Cincinnati Bengals with the rookie quarterback. Steelers-Eagles action okay. for you. Uh, we'll see what happens with well, their uh, two-starter <laughs> offensive linemen with uh, two backups with T.J. Watt, Bud Dupree, Cam Hayward, Stephon That's Stewart. fine. <laughs> That's fine. Jordan Mailata. Jordan Mailata, give him some credit. He knew the day before that he was starting. The dude was a rugby player. Mm -hmm. He is his first NFL start, and other than one false start penalty, he put, he had a tremendous night. So I'm giving him his credit right there. Yeah, it, it is nice to see rugby players in the NFL. They they do tend to play very well. Uh, we got coming up next Monday night games. What you got? Yep, uh, Monday night games. We've got a heavyweight matchup for um, the Patriots and Chiefs. I think this is going to be a definitely an interesting game. Yeah. Cam with um, the COVID, COVID right. positive We're result. Not Cam but, Newton. Yeah, Brian Hoyer. <laughs> Baldy himself. We'll see what he can do. Are they starting Brian Hoyer or are they going with Brian Stidham? Hoyer. Oh, yeah. wow. That's very surprising. Uh, the, next, the next game we've got here on Monday night is the Falcons and the Packers. And I, I think this is going to be a very high-scoring game. Yeah. I, and if the Falcons want to win this game, they got to give it to Todd Gurley. Their yes. receivers are banged up. Mm -hmm. Who, yep. we, we don't know if Ridley's Ridley Jones questionable. And Ridley, Ridley. Yeah, we don't know if they're playing. Yep. So if they can't play, it's got to be through Todd mm -hmm. Gurley. Mm -hmm. It's got to. So uh, I got some of the MLB. We have, we have now transitioned to the, to the division standings right now. And so um, kind of a really quick rundown of the, of the wild card series for the NL and AL. For the NL, you got the Dodgers actually beat the, beat the, the hottest team in baseball and probably the favorite to go to the World Series. Uh, the Dodgers beat the, the Brewers 2-0. Two two the Padres beat the, the hometown favorite 2-1. to one And, and uh, I'm just saying, if you score nine runs and still can't win, pitching might be a problem. <laughs> um, the Cubs actually get sweet by the Marlins, baby. The yeah. Marlins coming out. How about that? In the COVID short season? COVID got rid of all the rust. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, sadly, uh, yeah. Atlanta sweeps your Braves 2-0. Yeah. That's got to be tough. If we can't put up any runs. You're not Trevor, winning the Trevor game. Trevor not staying. Trevor yeah. Bauer's not staying if we can't put up runs. Aquino was one step away from winning that game uh, in game one, but we ultimately couldn't get it done. 
And so to the AL wild card, you have the Rays, who have been really hot as well. Um, they win the series against the Blue Jays 2-0. Then you have the Yankees, who played the Indians, and they're hot as well 2-0. They, they beat them there. And then the Astros, um, <laughs> they beat the Twins 2-0. And then you have the A's. How about that? Coming off. I mean, this White Sox team was pretty hot uh, along in the regular season. The A's win that, um, win that series 2-1. And so... Obviously, we're moving to the DS, and I think that, that Dodgers and Padres matchup is going to be a dandy to watch. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm super excited to watch that. And let's see what the Marlins can do against the Brewers. I mean, their pitching staff is pretty good, mm -hmm. uh, so we'll see what happens there. Al along with the Dodgers, Ian, that's going to be a good game. Um, I don't keep keep up on baseball much, but I'm thinking it's America versus the Astros for this next series. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Pretty <laughs> yeah, much. on that. Yes. But, I mean, I'm curious to see this. I'm kind of moving to the AL. I'm really curious to see this Yankees and Rays matchup. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Rays have kind of proved themselves a little bit along in the regular season and in the, in the postseason here. Like, hey, like, we're legit. Like, yeah. <laughs> and the Yankees are really hot as far as, like, you know, you got Aaron Judge and stuff like that who have big home run hitters. Mm -hmm. let's, see, let's see what happens, baby. I'm, I'm super pumped. Oh, yeah. So we're move, uh, moving on to the NBA, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, Jimmy Butler. Yeah, you go ahead, Jimmy. Go ahead, man. <laughs> 40-point triple-double. 40-burger. Yeah. Outscored LeBron James mm -hmm. first time in finals history. Oh, yeah. LeBron's been outscored. Got I mean, that's unbelievable. I mean, he, <laughs> he came Butler in. Butler carried yeah, that he, he team did. last night. I mean, and you're looking at Tyler Hero's stats, what, 6 for 20? Yep. Yeah, after coming off that hot, the hot game, uh, was it game three? Game, yeah, game, game three. three. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, and, 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 and there was a meme going around of him giving that little, like, you know, that swagger. Mm -hmm. I'm like, snarl. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, hey, Tyler, I mean, if Jimmy Butler would have done that, that's one thing. Yep. But you did shoot six for twenty, so you know. Yeah. He but had, he had I love that well, but that wasn't the night to do it. Yeah, that I, yeah. But um, in my opinion, um, just from a fan aspect, I do think the Lakers, though, I think they will eventually end up winning the series. Yep. Um, I, I I think it's in five. So um, so yeah, I mean, um, a lot of things happening in the sports world sports world right now. Uh, but the, the Titans have had that huge outbreak, Titans which outbreak. is which is kind of crazy. That's like mm -hmm. been the biggest COVID. But other than that, COVID hasn't really affected. Other than the Titans, the COVID hasn't really affected much of the of the uh, of the um, three leagues. So um, hopefully that continues. Yeah. Yes, but sure. uh, I'm I'm super pumped. Um, as as much of all of us <laughs> are. So mm -hmm. so anyway. Um, I think that's going to wrap us up here on the Sports Cube podcast. I'm Kyler Gammon. I'm Brayden Beard. And I'm Eli Grimes. We'll see you next week. And welcome to the second half of the podcast segment here. Not the sports extra half, but just the regular podcast half. I'm Kyler Gammon. I'm Brayden Beard. And we have special guest Ian Klingler with us. Eli actually had to head out, but, uh, but we got baseball guru Ian <laughs> Klingler on the show. So, Ian, welcome to the show, man. We're, we're glad to have you. Uh, thanks for having me here. So what do you have to say about your uh, baseball expertise? Well, first off, yeah, well, first off, we're going to jump back into the MLB here. Uh, I'm just going to go piece by piece what's going on in the wild card series. Tampa Bay beating uh, Toronto. Tampa Bay has really been a dark horse. They mm -hmm. really use a lot of undervalued players. Uh, a prime example of that would be the Moneyball uh, Oakland Athletics back yeah. in, like, 2002. Like, the A's back then, they – found players that were underappreciated, found raw talent in them, mm -hmm. and utilized that. And that's what Tampa Bay has been done, has been doing re really the past five or six years. Yeah. And so having him as the number one seed in the American League, I mean, that's just that's, that's, impressive. that's impressive. And so 
I mean, they they have some young pieces. They have William Adames. They have Kevin Kiermeyer. Uh, Kevin Kiermeyer. He's a nice veteran. Uh, Brandon Lowe, and you know their rotation of Tyler Glass. Now, mm -hmm. I mean, that's that's really what Tampa Bay wants to do is build on that yeah. and try and win a championship. Now, for Toronto, who they face in the wild card, I mean, Toronto? I don't think I don't think a lot of people expected Toronto no. to be in the playoffs already this season. Mm -hmm. I mean, well. Um, Bo Bichette had that crazy run right. before he got hurt. That, that was a crazy stretch. And then, um, you know, actually, I haven't heard much of Vladdy this year. Right, um, and, and Vladdy transferred from third base to first base because yep. they, I think it's Brandon Drury. I think it's somebody else, but I think Brandon Drury was starting at third base a lot. And I think, and I, I think it was, yeah, defensively. Guri, um, I, I, I knew, knew Guriel switched, and then Teoscar Hernandez. Um, I thought, I thought, didn't, I could be completely wrong, but didn't Guriel play shortstop at one point? Guriel started his career as shortstop second baseman, but because Bichette, Kevin Biggio, yeah. and Vlad Guerrero came up, they moved him to the outfield, okay. so he's been playing left okay. field. So, uh, Tesar Hernandez, he's been playing center for right now, kind of splitting it with, I think, Billy McKinney. I don't know if he's still there or not, but I've... But he's been kind of splitting time in center. And so going back to Vlad Guerrero Jr., him moving over to first base was probably an, ex it was an excellent move for the team mm -hmm. because they just lost Justin Smoke. He went to Milwaukee. And they knew that his defense was not reliable at third base. So they <laughs> moved him over to first, which is usually what happens. You think, you think about a guy like Carlos Santana. Carlos, Al Albert Pujols even, too, kind of right. a bigger – like the bigger – Bigger, stockier you, kind you of players. You want them just to – Right. Put their they're, hand up, you know, their, put, put their the main glove thing, up. And, their main thing is being an offensive production. And I mm -hmm. think that really took off for Vlad. And I think he'd done a lot better as a first baseman than I think he yeah. did a third baseman. Now, keep in mind, their, their starting rotation and their bullpen is a bit young. And I've, I realize that I think they really need to get a, lo a little bit better there. I understand they have a guy like Ken Giles. Ken Giles has been in trade talks ever since he came to Toronto. Yeah. So I think it's more difficult for you know how Toronto places because they made the playoffs, but how they, are they going to go to more of the winning side or are they going to continue their rebuild? Mm -hmm. It's just kind of torn between. Yeah, and well, and speaking of the, the, tor the torn between, Nate Pearson, he throws gas, right. and, he, and he's this up and coming prospect, and he's I mean other I mean he he struggled a little bit, but I mean he's he's also an up and comer, like he has been in the league for very long at all. Right. So I think with him kind of showing out, and he showed some impressive flashes. Mm -hmm. It kind of reminds me of a little, um, oh, um, <laughs> like, um, trying try to think of like a, like a, just throwing gas, like right like, by a, like a Randy Johnson. Yeah, or, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not the best with baseball names. Oh, but. yeah. I, I understand that. And so, uh, moving on to that next series in the wild card series, it's Cleveland versus New York. New York took that. And I think in, uh, Cleveland's pitching, has been on the decline. Yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, I mean, I understand Bieber, but other than that, I mean, you lost, you traded Clevenger yeah, in the trade the deadline yeah. to the Padres, and then you uh, traded Kluber this past offseason. Cleveland was supposed to be a team that was going to contend for years and years to come. Mm -hmm. Now they're going more on the decline. They're looking at a more rebuild, which is not good because they have veteran hitters. Mm -hmm. You know, they have Carlos Santana, they have Jose Ramirez, and they have Francisco Lindor. So what do you do about that? That's kind of another one that's torn in between. I understand they got the four seed, but that's because the division in the American League Central, wasn't the best. it wasn't <laughs> the really best. good. I mean, Tigers were rebuilding, Royals were rebuilding, and so that leaves you your three teams of 
of the Indians, Twins, and the White Sox. And, and to be honest, I think Cleveland is the worst, has the worst situation right now yeah. out of the three. I mean, you, you well, don't know what they're going to do with Lindor. I right. Mean, he, he's still up in the trade talks. So you don't know whether they're going to keep him or trade him away. And will that ling linger on to this season? I mean, he's always been in the trade talks. Yeah, and, and, um, and, and, and kind of, I mean, the Twins, I'm kind of moving to the Twins here. The Twins game really, like, they were red hot. I, I love watching Byron Buxton in the outfield. That oh, yeah. dude is one of the most electrifying base players on all baseball just for his pure speed and just, I mean, he's, he's, got, he's got a little bit of pop to the bat a little bit. Right. More, more just get on base type guy, but I mean, you know, I really thought the Twins were going to contend more with the Astros in the wild card. Um, but hey, I mean, all three teams in the in the uh, AL Central all lost in the yeah. wild card. So, so that that, that that's kind of point signs at a transitioning. I think that's more of a weak division. It's mm -hmm. more because you look at Cleveland; they're going on a decline. The Minnesota Twins, they're trying to contend, but they don't have the pitching. Yeah. I think they don't have the pitching so far. I understand Barrios is still effective, but uh, but you got you need like that. You need you need that ace. You, yes, you, you, you need, need that. You need, you need, need that ace. one. You need yeah. an ace for that team, and I think age is also catching up to some of these other players on the Twins. I mean, Nelson Cruz. I understand he's like 40 years old. He can still hit home yeah. runs. But he's got to be productive postseason time. And it's kind of like a similar, kind of a similar, but not as much of a decline as Pujols. I mean, right. Pujols, I mean, he, I mean, he'll still sneak one by as far as a, you know, a dinger. But, you know, uh, I mean, they're, I mean, they're just older. Right. I mean, that just happens in sports. And so Yankees moving on. I mean, that's, that's a team that in recently has been dealing with a lot of injuries. So, you know, Stanton has been out. Judge has been out. Mm -hmm. Uh, Torres has been out. Gary Sanchez was had a had a had a regressing year. Right. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that so that really hurt their. I mean, all their bats. I mean, either they were hurt, or they just regressed. Right. But the thing that really kept them in there was pitching. Yeah. I mean, Garrett, Garrett, Garrett Cole, Cole. I mean, he's he's definitely an American League Cy Young candidate. I mean, he's probably going up against Shane Bieber. Those are probably the, the two. only two that mm -hmm. would go uh, head to head uh, voting wise. So. I mean, I, I, I kind of understand why New York swept Cleveland, but it, it's gonna. I think the Yankees are going to have a tougher time against Tampa Bay. Yeah, that, that's going to be a joy to watch. Mm -hmm. um, and kind of kind of going to the to the White Sox and A's. Um, there, there's one player in the White Sox that that came out really red hot, and I and I really really thought like over the course of the season he was, he was just going to get better, but eventually fell off. And that's Luis Robert. Oh yeah, Luis Robert. I mean, came out. I mean. I mean, he's rookie, right? Correct. Right. He, and yeah, he was in contention year. for rookie of the year early on, and then he had that crazy stretch, and then kind of, kind of fell off a little bit. Kind of got cold. Yeah. At the wrong time. And I like these. I like the White Sox. I really wish that. Yohan Moncada. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they've got a young core. I mean, Eloy Menes, Luis Robert, Moncada. Uh, they got uh, Nick Madrigal, who's mm -hmm. one of the top prospects. He's there. Fast. He's absolutely fast. And then you also have your young rotation of Dylan Cease. Uh, Rodrigo Lopez, Carlos Rondon, and I think it's I think they have the offense to to contend. But I once again, it's pitching. I really think that these young pitchers have to develop more, mm -hmm. and it, it's difficult for uh, the White Sox in order to continue. I mean, they ha they got here as a seven seed. I also was like, man, this is a team that's going to be like a two or three seed, and they come out as a seventh. I'm thinking, yeah. what's what's going yeah. on? Like this doesn't make any sense whatsoever? No. Yeah. No, not a whole lot. So uh, I, I'm gonna switch this up to kind of the because we there's a lot of hometown uh, viewers and <laughs> listeners to this, 
and there's a lot of and there's a lot of fans of this team, and that is the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh-huh, yeah. Shout out to Kyle Peach and and, <laughs> and, a, and a bunch of others. But oh, man, yeah. and and I said it on the Sports Extra half, man. You know they had a bar where they won them. I mean they were up one zero. Yeah. I mean against the really hot Padres with 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 um, with, with league changing uh, athlete Fernando Tatis Jr. He's he's electric to watch. I love watching him. But you know they ha- they were up one zero and. And I, and I believe it was game two, right? That they scored nine, right? Yeah. Yes. And and their pitching just it just fell apart. Right. I mean, I, I think from, from from what I remember seeing, I think they were up even like I think it was like the fifth or sixth, I think maybe it was the where they started scoring. Game. Yeah. Yeah. And and they and the Cardinals actually jumped on the Padres early in that. Right. As well. So I just personally, I thought they were, they were going to run away with it, and that's like holy crap! That's a huge boost for the Cardinals, who barely just made it in the playoffs. Absolutely. And and beating one of the one of the most you know home run hitting teams in the league. Right. And and for them to score nine runs and lose, I, I, I think it was eleven to nine. It was eleven to nine. I mean, <laughs> that's just, that's that's so that's so tough. And and the problem, I think, and I, I always say that I mean the Cardinals are at a stagnant. They're they have the pieces to contend, but they also have young guys that need to develop. I mean, then their bullpen and their rotation is a mixed bag. I mean, Jack <laughs> Flaherty, he had a really down year. Whatever he was coming off that that, that great year last year. Oh yeah, kind of kind of came out of the kind of kind of came out of the waters a little bit as we're thinking. You know, the ace guy for right. for for future for future and. And uh, he really regressed this year. Oh, absolutely. And uh, and but hey, Wainwright, he's still pitching. Yeah. I mean, oh, he's still yeah. doing his job. Oh I yeah, Wayne, Wainwright. I think everybody thought Wainwright was just going to retire. Like, when is he going to retire? Mm-hmm. But he proves every single year that he is, is still is still a dominant pitcher. Now, is he an All Star pitcher? No, I think he's a a good three or four starter for this mm-hmm. team. But the problem is, is with Wainwright, he is not good on the road. Mm-hmm. He's always good at home, but never good on the road. Yeah. And so I think if he develops more of that on the road kind of deal, if Finish. he pitches more games on the road and finishes more, I think that will do it. Now, going back to the bullpen, I mean, it's 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 Gallegos. young. Gallegos. <laughs> it's, it's young. Gallegos. I mean, Hicks has been hurt. Like yeah, he's Hicks, been. Hicks, Hicks is out for this. Was out for this year. Had an inconsistent Andrew Miller. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you brought in young guys, Ennis Escobar and Alex Reyes, who were mainly starters mm-hmm. coming out of the bullpen. I mean, that's it's really difficult. And this comes with St. Louis, you know, the recent free agency signings. I mean, they mm-hmm. signed Luke Gregerson a couple of years ago. Yeah. He only lasted about half a season. Brett Cecil signed. Yeah, and he was uh, atrocious. <laughs> uh, uh, like a five-year deal, and he only made it – he only lasted about three years and was playing in half of them. So <laughs> – it's it's tough for St. Louis because they want to go get that bullpen arm, mm-hmm. um, but another thing would be your cap space. I mean, you're paying a lot of these guys: Fowler, Wong, Carpenter, Goldschmidt, Miller, Goldschmidt, DeYoung. It's going to take a trade to clear that cap space for this team, mm-hmm. and so it's it's very tough for for St. Louis. I mean, it's it. A lot of people said they weren't going to make the playoffs. I was one of them, and I'm a Cardinals fan. Yeah, I didn't think they, they were going to make the playoffs yeah. because the, I thought the Reds and the Brewers were a lot better than us, mm-hmm. and I thought there were some other teams that were a lot better than us because they were more complete. Yep. They had less weaknesses Yelich, than St. Louis did. Well, well, for the Brewers, Yelich had, had, had kind of a regressing year as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He, he didn't play to his superstar potential 
of what Christian Yelich is, especially coming after um, leaving Miami a couple years ago. Right. So that was that was kind of shocking in my opinion uh, because you had like you know obviously Trout kind of did his thing. Trout just does what what Mike Trout does as far as superstar athletes in the, right. in the league. So whenever whenever I really saw that Yelich was struggling this year, I was like, man, I was like, that's huge. I mean that that's Brewers that's the Brewers' biggest star. Right. But but I would agree with you there and. One thing for the Cardinals is they just couldn't get on base. Oh, like, no. Harrison Bader, I'm pretty sure Harrison Bader, and, and I love watching him in the outfield. He's oh, yeah, great absolutely. He's def- a great defender, but that dude cannot, that dude cannot get, a, get on base to save his life. No. I mean, and, and so the reason, I think one of the reasons behind that is he wants to, he's more, he's more projected to hit a fly ball than mm-hmm. a ground ball. And I, one of my favorite movies I've ever watched is Major League. Major League mm-hmm. is probably one of my favorite movies. And so <laughs> in, the spring, in the spring training, uh, Willie Mays Hayes, who's a starting center fielder, is popping up fly balls. Yeah, so I remember man- yep. So the manager comes up and he's like, all right, if you hit another fly ball, you owe me 50. I mean, in the- and Willie Mays Hayes is really fast. I mean, he's mm-hmm. pro- he was probably on the speed of Harrison Bader or Byron Buxton. And so he's like, I mean, t- you need to be hitting the balls on the ground. And I think that's what Harrison Bader needs to do is mm-hmm. he needs to at least try to beat out – at least try to beat out maybe like a maybe like a ground ball to right. first, just right. to get on. I th- and I think he needs to focus more on line drives and ground balls yep. rather than try and get hit the for power yeah. because he doesn't have a lot of power. Mm-hmm. This kind of also goes back to whenever Tony Larusa was there, uh, had a young kid named Colby Rasmus. Colby Rasmus was basically the same type as Harrison Bader, and so Colby Rasmus would hit home runs and all that. And so Larusa hated that, so they traded him. And you know Rasmus would hit home runs and all that, but he's mm-hmm. never had the potential. Mm-hmm. So I think this is kind of another case for Harrison Bader. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, I, you know, and and I've kind of gotten more into baseball uh, like the past two years or right. so. But I mean, I love watching it. I mean, there's so much, you know. Obviously, you know, for me, it's kind of tougher because I'm used to the NFL where you have, like, you know, 16-game season. Right. And, like, every game is really huge as far as going from one game to the next. But with baseball, I mean, you're playing, well, like, 160. Is it 162? 162. 162. this season it was 60. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think it's just tough just to sit down and watch every single all-nine-innings baseball game. So a lot of the time I'll just catch some highlights here and there. But, you know, at the very end – it, it all it all matters because in the very end you're like okay if we if we had won this series against like the Marlins or somebody we we wouldn't even be in this situation at the very right. end you know which which I think is so interesting speaking of which the Marlins kind of weird that brought them up how about that <laughs> oh sweeping the Cubs gosh. NL NL Central is champs two, is this 2003 <laughs> oh my gosh is Gary Sheffield playing on the Marlins like, <laughs> like what is going on? Oh my gosh! And, and as a Cardinals fan, you know I could I cannot be any happier to see that. Oh. Like, I'll be honest. Sorry, <laughs> I'm, Cubs I'm even fans. A Cardinals, I'm even a Cardinals fan, and I'm like, okay, I understand. Like you're Cubs fan, like Cubs fans, I understand it. But I'm like, but I'm a Cardinal fan, but I understand. Like if somebody the pressure, likes, yeah. like if somebody else want, likes a team, then you know that's not. I'm not gonna be like, oh man, the Cardinals are the best. I mean, I'm always like, you know, hey, you like your team, yeah. I like my team. That's fine. Yep. Yep. So. Unless, unless, if we're talking football, unless, unless you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, oh, then you might. That, that and Ravens are Patriots. Then you, oh. might, then you might, then that might be a different story. Um, no. My, no, I have, I, I have a lot of great friends and people in my life that are Cowboys fans. Oh, but, yeah. you know, they can still use prayer every day. So, so, so There's always stuff they can do better at, yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, a lot, like, I, like I said, you know, Kind of crazy. You haven't really heard much of COVID um, in the MLB. No, which, which I mean, is awesome. Which, I, 
you are spread out on the field technically, right. mm -hmm. which which is a huge advantage. But like they were the first team to technically come back from you know uh, of the big three. Right. R right. I mean, correct. Like I think it was uh, yeah, it was Miami, St. Louis, and then I think. It might have been either the Reds or the Mets that was on a, like a small hiatus. It wasn't as big as. But that Miami. was early too, right? It was yeah. like really early. Yeah. And so I mean, since I, then, yeah. I, I mean, and and with the whole weird year that we're having, you know, with face mask <laughs> and COVID, and it's crazy. But just you know, and I've said this on Sports Extra a lot. You know, this you can have sports leagues like this can be done, and 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 I think the NBA has shown that hey, you know, we don't have a bubble just like what the NBA does. You know, yeah, there's some cases early, which kind of going to the NFL. I'm kind of hoping that's mm -hmm. what this is, kind of early cases. Right. And then, you know, we're, we're good the rest of the year. Yeah. But just got to keep protocol. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, just following all the protocols mm -hmm. because, you know, they have better brains than what we do, and they're, that's why they're in the health of, health of, <laughs> yeah. that's, you know, that's why we're not. But I'm just, I, I was just so excited to see that, you know, we finally have some between the NBA Finals and, and the MLB postseason, we have some playoffs sports right. going on. Right. We've, we've got a, Finally. Lot of a lot of excitement going mm -hmm. on in the world of sports. So uh, I want to hear, uh, I'll, just real quick on the MLB, um, kind, kind of last thing, I want to hear some, uh, some kind of predictions here. So, so, so kind of your predictions for the ALCS and LCS and then eventually World Series champs. So I think, this is tough. I think, kind of putting you on the spot, but... Uh -huh. Uh, well, well, I'm going to start off with the NLDS. I think the Dodgers will definitely win. Mm -hmm. I probably would say maybe if, uh, three or four games mm -hmm. uh, against the Padres. For the National League Division Series, I think it might be tough, but I th still think the Braves will take, uh, uh, will win against the Marlins in at least four or five games. Mm -hmm. I think it will still be a close match. For the Division Series, I'm... I know you don't like the Astros, and I understand about all that, but I think they have a better shot of beating yeah. Oakland here mm -hmm. yeah. to as move on as, to the championship series. As, as much as I don't want to admit it, you might be right. right. But, hey, still. I uh, know. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, for a championship series, I still think it's I, – I, I'm going to go with the Yankees on this. Well, I, feel, I feel like Tampa Bay will have a little bit of trouble – Against the Yankees, I think the Yankees will be more consistent, which is a great, than, which is a great matchup going into it because Glassnow is a really, really great pitcher um, for the Rays, and, and I'm really curious to see how, how he pitches in the others against the, the you know the big power bats that right. Yankees, that the Yankees do have. And so for championship series, I think I think it's tough, but I think the Dodgers will go back to the World Series again. Man, I, I maybe th get the job done this I, time. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, get the job done, and I think. I think the Yankees will go to the World Series. I think really? They, That's I think, your... I think they will go and defeat Houston because I feel like uh, New York has a lot better pitching. You know, mm -hmm. Houston has lost Verlander. They lost Cole yeah. this year. So their pitching is way down than what they had last year. So I think New York takes the advantage and goes to the World Series. Now, for the World Series, this is tough. I'm going to go with the Dodgers in yeah, yeah, six games. Yeah, in six. In Dodgers in six, six. You heard it first from the MLB guru, Ian himself. Um, for me, um, you know you know what? You know, and I, I think like everybody, unless the Padres are just going, are just right. insane, I really do think the Dodgers are the hottest team in baseball. Once, right. they, once they made the trade for Mookie Betts, I think that that was like, all right, like, this year we're in it for everything and if right. kind of a make or break season here for the World Series. But I do think that the Dodgers will pull it out in the, in the NLDS. And you know what? 
You know what? You going with Miami? I'm going with Miami, Ooh. Bailey. I'm going with Miami, baby. You know All what? Right. I'm, I'm, going, I'm going just from an Eagles fan. I know how it is to be an underdog. And you know what? I'm going with, with the underdogs <laughs> so, and the Marlins so, here. So, uh, a little quick fact. The last two times of the year, the only two times the Marlins have been in the playoffs, they won the World Series. Really? So, yes. That actually I did not know. Right. But I'm also new to well, this. Well, they've sports. only been in the playoffs twice. <laughs> okay. they've won both. <laughs> so, hey. Third time's a charm, Third right? time yeah. might be the charm. You may so, you know what? I'm going, I'm going with the Marlins. But I think in the CHES, if, if the Marlins are to actually pull it off, that would be insane. The Dodgers and Marlins matchup. But, oh yeah. But I do, uh, I do think the Dodgers will eventually end up going to the World Series on the on the NL side. I think right. you know they are the they are the hottest team in NL. Right. And so for the AL, I'm going with the Rays against right. the Yankees, baby. Right. I think I really think that you know maybe maybe the regression is still kind of there for maybe Glaber and and, uh, and Gary Sanchez. Um, and, and I just think that Glassnow may have a – I just had this feeling that Glassnow is going to have a per- performance of, right. you know, the whole playoffs. And um, I'm going with the Rays. And then uh, as much as I really hate to admit it and as much as, as Oakland is, a, is an exciting team, I really think that, you know, bang, bang, Astros. <laughs> Sadly, they're, they're we'll go to the CS. It. But at the end of the day, I, I don't know. Now, now, this is where it gets a little bit tricky uh-huh. because uh, yeah. as much as – I, I really, really don't want to see another Astros and Dodgers World Series. Right. I really don't. And especially after the whole Astros deal, I really, really don't want to see that. And I, and so my, my, my initial, as far as like I want to want to see it, is I really want the Rays and the Dodgers, yeah. maybe. But in reality, I, in reality if, if it does get to that point... I could see the Astros really pulling away with this, and we do see a Dodgers and Astros series in the World Series. But I think at the end of the day, just like Ian, I really do think the Dodgers are going to win, win the World all. Series this year. Yeah, and shout out to my buddy Connor Book. He's a huge Dodgers fan. <laughs> so uh, do it for him, baby. All right. Yeah. So we move into a little bit of NFL now. Uh, talking about tonight's games, we got the Patriots and Chiefs and Falcons and Packers. What do you see being the score for these two teams tonight? Who do you think is going to pull out both games? You want to start I, in or I, me? I, I, could, I could start off with the Patriots-Chiefs game. I think the Chiefs might – I think the Chief, Chiefs offense will probably do a lot better oh, yeah. against the Patriots. So mm-hmm. I could see them possibly pulling up a 40-pointer against mm-hmm. yeah. uh, Patriots. Now, Patriots offense, I mean, they're not without Cam Newton, so they're with Brian Hoyer. Yeah. So I think their main thing will be to run the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, that's going to take a that's lot right. of time off the clock. So I think, they'll prob- I think it might be a 45-21 to 21 game. Uh, for this man, game. putting up a forty. Man, that's a, man, that's a, that's a wide think, yeah. margin right there. But right? I mean, but I mean, seriously, with how electric Patrick Mahomes is, and and with him being one of the probably between him and Russell Wilson for the top quarterback mm-hmm. spot in the league, I could surely see that happening with that electric Chiefs offense. Yeah, right. Um, you know, for me personally, you know, I mean, I really, if Cam was playing, It'd be this, it would, this would, it would be, be a, it would be a little bit closer. Yeah, and I think, and I really think if Cam was playing, I would, I. I mean, I love. I would love to see this matchup. Mm-hmm. You know, how is Bill Belichick and Cam going to match up with Patrick Mahomes and the Red Hot Chiefs? But, with but you know what? I mean, Patrick Mahomes, he just does what he does. You know, just unreal, um, unreal quarterback, unreal talent. And I, and I really do think the Chiefs are going to pull away with this one. But I, I, yes. I'm probably saying a 35. I'll say 35-14 Chiefs on this one. Oh, okay. You were saying they're going to have to run the ball to keep it out of Patrick Mahomes' hands. That's exactly what team did New England has what, 10 years to try yep. to keep out of Brady's hands. Right. I, I still see the Chiefs winning this one. I don't think it's going to be that big. I think it'll be probably about 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Brian Hoyer gonna try to contend right there. Yeah, we'll see if Brian Hoyer throws up four touchdown passes. That'd be amazing. Pick <laughs> <laughs> him up on fantasy. Yeah, pick him up on fantasy, everybody. Uh, if they haven't played already. Uh, so looking here, we got the Falcons and Packers. Just like we said earlier, Falcons have to give it to Todd Gurley if they want a chance to win this one. Yes. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and this is a must must win game mm -hmm. for the Falcons. I mean, must must oh, must yeah. must win. I mean, that division is so tough as it is, and yes, and and they're already in a hole really with that mm -hmm. division with you know with Brady and and with, uh, with Drew, Drew Brees and and um, and t red hot Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, he's kind of coming <laughs> along a little bit. You know, gotta watch him roll Teddy B. But uh, but you know, I I really think. And, and I, I'm sorry, Falcons fans, for as much misery as, as, as you've been put through for the past couple of years. But I really do think that the Packers will pull this one. The yes. Chiefs heads will get the job done. I think, you know, Aaron Rodgers on my fantasy team. And, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I need him to go. I need mm -hmm. him to score big here. But, um, but realistically, I really do think, and I think, I, and just kind of spitballing a little bit, I really think that Aaron Jones is going to have a little bit better game than what uh, Rodgers yes. will. Yeah, that, because that, that's they, my, they don't have – Devontae Adams, he's not mm -hmm. playing tonight. And then for the Falcons, they don't have Julio. It sounded like without Julio Jones. I think he was active. I, th he I think active? he is active. I All think right. he is. Yeah. But, I mean, Aaron Jones has been a stud. I mean, he's, yeah. been, right. he's been like that, that dark horse, kind of like, you know, not really, nobody's really talking about him, mm -hmm. unless you have him on your fantasy team. But, yeah, I think everybody's talking but, about him. But, um, I mean, I just, I just think the Packers are just that team. Oh, yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. they're the hottest team in the NFC North. Yeah. And um, I really... I really don't see the Falcons really contending with them. But between these two, you really don't have a premier defense between the two of them. No. I, I mean, you're looking at the Packers' defense. They're going to have a tougher time just because Atlanta's going to have their, all their top players, whereas mm -hmm. how for the Falcons, they're not going to have to face against Devontae Adams. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be an even matchup. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to pick the Falcons to come out, though. I think they can oh. get they, they got to get a first win somehow. <laughs> I think okay. Right. Okay. I'm the Upset City yeah. over here on the Sports Cube <laughs> well, podcast. I'm, I'm sorry, Brent, but I'm gonna have to spoil your bubble <laughs> oh. here. I think, I think the Packers still have a lot of momentum. I still think they, I think they have a, more of a better defense than the Falcons do. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm putting all my eggs in the basket for the Packers. I'm gonna go with like a score possibly of 28 to 14. It's a low okay. scoring game. Yeah. I think they'll run the ball a lot. But, but you think? But I still think that. Or know. if you want to, we, we could. Uh, or I. Well, kind of, kind of a little bit of a prediction here. I think the Falcons could go up twenty-eight-three. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, the Packers uh, come back and win this one. You, you Sorry, know, Falcons fans, the, had to rub that salt. The, the, the only, the, the only way the Falcons are going to win this game is that the Packers have a lead. <laughs> you, you gotta, you, you can't I'm go sorry, into the board. Oh, I'm so sorry. Please, <laughs> please forgive us. <laughs> but, All uh, right. Uh, um, real quick. So, kind of, kind of looking. Um, Some of the other games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I, which one do you think was really, really intriguing? I, I got a couple games I want to look at here. First being the Browns and the Cowboys. What do you make out of this? Do you think good Browns or bad Cowboys? That's tough. Great question. That, that's, that's a great that's, question. That's a really good question. I think it's a mixture of both. Yeah. Because I feel like it's still inconsistent. I think it's more inconsistency with the Browns. And I think it's more of a mediocre Cowboys. Yeah. Because I still think their defense has some holes, and mm -hmm. they don't really know what they want to do on offense. Do they want to run the ball? Mm -hmm. Do they want to pass the ball? It's really difficult. Yeah. Get, going into the fourth quarter for the Browns, they had a 41-14 to 14 lead. 
Going mean, into the fourth quarter? Going into the fourth yeah. quarter. <laughs> and then the, uh, how the Cowboys come back and score 38, that's not good defense by the Browns. No. I mean, they almost no. lost this game having a 41-14 lead. Yeah. I, I mean, I realistic. Mean, if, uh, go ahead. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm saying if realistically, if Odo doesn't make that insane, mm-hmm. I mean, run around, you know, skip that oh, tackle yeah. behind the line of scrimmage, and then weave yeah. his way down past the sideline and into the touchdown. I mean, the momentum was on the Cowboys' side, and the mm-hmm. Cowboys do actually have fans in the stands per yeah. the Texas state guidelines, mm-hmm. um, which is not really surprising because Texas it, football goes crazy in football. Texas, <laughs> let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> but, but anyway, um, you know, that was – that's mm-hmm. really that, – the Cowboys had them where they wanted them, and as much as I hate the Cowboys, you know – They should have won that game. They, realistically, I really think that they probably should have won that game. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, whenever Dak Prescott throws for 500 yards and you still can't get the job done – I mean, defense. you, you kind of have to look at the defense, defense right there. And, and looking, you know? looking at that defense, Mike McCarthy brought in Mike Nolan, former defense coordinator for the Falcons. He hasn't been a defense coordinator since 2014 with the Falcons, and they oh. were bottom four in the league. So if you're, that, ta- you're, you're bringing in a guy that hasn't had a top-tier defense and hasn't even been a D coordinator in the NFL since 2014, that's got to be either relationship or something. But <laughs> you're not bringing him in because you know he's a stud. I mean, he, he's... He's not going to get the job done for these guys. I well, mean, they have and, holes everywhere. It's not good Cowboy defense. And another thing on top of the Cowboys, you still have to pay Dak Prescott. Yeah. You haven't even paid the man yet. And, and it's, been, it's been really interesting because some comments that Jerry Jones has made about Dak Prescott, I think, I think last week um, somebody, I, I, think, I think Jerry Jones made this, my opinion, ignorant comment about, about kind of the clutch factor of Dak Prescott, and, it, and, and he kind of made the argument to Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes, Listen, Dak, as much as I don't – I'm just being realistic and not just from an Eagles fan standpoint, Dak Prescott is literally your guy in, in Dallas. Oh, and yeah, if, absolutely. And, if, and, and he has proved that literally since his rookie year. And sure, he has had some struggles, but so has every quarterback in the league. Yeah, right. And so for you to not pay him, and that is just absurd. And the comments that he's made about his quarter, the, the quarterback, Dak Prescott, it seems like to me that Jerry Jones is like, ah, oh, well – you know, I really don't want to pay him. Kind say, of. It yeah. really reminds me of the early years of Peyton Manning. Like Peyton Manning was making all these plays. He was doing so great, but he was like had flaws like he couldn't win mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people were like, is he really worth it? Good and point. so I think this might be a really good comparison mm-hmm. of, you know, the early years of Dak Prescott could be the early years of Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. Now, once he gets that big contract, it, it just kind of develops. Is he going to play Is he going to go up to that next level? Yep. And I, that's, I think, the big question mark of what J- uh, Jerry Jones is doing. Yeah, and, and I'm guessing Jerry Jones' philosophy is that we're going to see if he – this is the play. last year per the franchise tag, mm-hmm. and we're going to see what he does. And, and, and if he doesn't live it up to this year, like, are you really going to – after four, what, five years, yeah. are you really yeah. just going to rebuild and draft, I mean, another quarterback? Because they surely – I mean, they're, they're not a – I don't think they're as bad as the Jets, for example. So no. they surely are not going to get Trevor Lawrence no. in the draft. I mean, what are you going to do, draft Justin Fields if, yeah. if he declares? Yeah. Like, the, the whole Cowboys situation just doesn't make sense to me as far as organization. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Mike McCarthy, just like what Brandon said, you know, signing a Falcons defensive coordinator, or the Bulls yeah. Falcons defensive mm-hmm. coordinator, who hasn't done that since 2014. Like, it yeah. doesn't that's, make it, sense. It, it doesn't, that's a huge red flag. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it looks like more of a buddy-buddy type mm-hmm. deal. Exactly. More of like, hey, I need a job, you know, yeah. kind of type mm-hmm. deal. Then. But, hey, kudos to the Browns. They, after playing horrible week one, they have bounced back these past couple weeks a little bit. Three and one. They're, and they're sitting at three and one. And, 
and we were kind of questioning what they're going to do after the week one yeah. massacre. But <laughs> it, it'll but, uh, be interesting uh, with their next couple of games. They're getting tougher opponents. I don't remember who they got this week, uh, but next week they got the Steelers. So they, they're going to be able to put up against good defenses. Uh, Colts next week. Colts next week. Oh, so, yeah. so they'll be playing top tier defenses mm -hmm. two weeks in a row. How will Baker Mayfield throw and I really against think two that, top defenses? That, and, that'll and prove our point. And they're going to be out. And they're going to be out of Nick Chubb. Yeah, Nick, Nick Chubb. Chubb. Went oh to the yeah. IR. Yeah. So it's, just today, it's it's either going to be more of it's going to be more of running with Kareem Hunt, or it's going to be more of a passing game uh, with Baker Mayfield. And, and they for for that the Browns brought in their, their new offensive coordinator and their head coach to try to keep the. They're talking about trying to keep him to more caution throws and not to have him throw as much. Yeah. Right. So you're, you're bringing in somebody to have your quarterback not throw as much? Because with uh, Cliff's, not Cliff Kingsbury, the previous coach, uh, I can't even think of his name. Freddie Kitchens. Freddie, yeah. yeah. He, he was having to throw constantly. With this guy, they're wanting to not throw as much. Well, you've got to throw the ball if you don't have Nick Chubb. Yeah, I mean, right. you, you were having the backup play over Cream Hunt partly. But we're just going to see what they do. And well, and also too, Kareem Hunt has been dealing with some injuries as well. Mm -hmm. I, right. he, he's been, he's been dealing with a groin injury. Yeah. And and I don't know. He did. I, and I don't think he even. I think he's maybe like limited, mm -hmm. like like yesterday, I believe. Um, I could be completely wrong. But he has been dealing with some injuries nonetheless. Yeah. And so it's like you know, I mean, who do you have your third string running back now? Yeah. And it's like you're kind of forcing Baker to throw the ball, mm -hmm. and against the top defense in the league, against the Colts, that's kind of a problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you're not in. And this has happened with the Eagles a lot, and the Eagles did a – they were perfect – which I was, I was going to kind of make this transition no, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we can but, go to the Eagles. Well, first off for the Eagles, um, first off, kudos to Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth because they literally had to commentate that entire game with a mask on. Oh, that was and, – and, and as us in the department, <sighs> that is horrible. Mm -hmm. That is awful. It, it's, it's hard. It's, it's, it's horrible. It's difficult to do that. Because you're trying to get, you're trying to have that level of excitement, and you're being muffed, and you're being muffled by, yeah. by a little mask. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's not right, and, it, and it just doesn't feel right. And I understand, you know, every state, especially California, is really cr kind of cracking down on the COVID stuff because mm -hmm. with, with as big of a state it is and how popular of a state it is. But like, you know, it, it's it's Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth in the booth. I guarantee you, they were tested. Why in the world are you making them wear a mask? And yeah, if, and they're it, already six feet apart. Right. Yeah. It didn't and, make sense. And and uh, it just it, so kudos to them for for, for facing adversity oh, in their yeah. job. And you know, just like all of us, you know, we're all in, we're on we're all in the broadcasting program here at, at Wabash Valley College. And kudos to them because I oh yeah, I mean that is that that's unreal stuff. Mm -hmm. And and I I had never seen that before in the NFL until last night. But anyway, <laughs> man. I cannot be more excited for my Eagles this week. <laughs> I came in, I came in to the studio today a happy man. I came in a more confident man, just like Carson Wentz, a more confident quarterback. And I'm gonna be honest, they proved me wrong, and I'll be the first one to say it, and I'll be the first one to line up. Doug Peterson proved me wrong. After they scored the first touchdown, Doug Peterson said, "You know what? You guys criticized me last week for not being too aggressive and and punting it on fourth down and a." And to pretty much tie the t tie the game, we're going for two right there, right right out the gate. Instead of kicking the instead of kicking the extra point, mm -hmm. and he got it. And, wow. and you know what? That told me that Doug still has you know you know guts. some 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 guts and oh, yeah. uh, and some other terms you want to throw in there. But but you know, hey, yeah, I hey we're sitting first place NFC. Turn into that division. NFC least baby. Hey, mm -hmm. and I'm not complaining. 
Somebody's about uh, to win that division. Well, going four and, four. <laughs> and I was sitting there watching the game, and after <laughs> poor Nick Mullins, um, <laughs> Nick Mullins threw that threw that pick six right to the right to Alex Singleton, Eagles linebacker, mm-hmm. and um, and they pulled him. They're like, "We'll like sit the bench, buddy." <laughs> like, yeah. And so, but C.J. Beathard, that next drive was like perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And went right down the field and scored, and what made the game really close. And as Eagles fan, my heart was racing, but. You have to think that if Jimmy G, if Jimmy G doesn't come back this week, you would have to think that they would start Bethard, right? Oh yeah, next week. And, and Bethard was the starting quarterback before Jimmy they G. got Jimmy G, mm-hmm. and he was he had some inconsistencies, but he was more of a developing quarterback mm-hmm. more he, than anything. He, he's your typical bench quarterback, right? Like yeah. he's your typical Brian Hoyer's. Uh, I would I would even I would maybe put Fitzpatrick. Yeah, I was maybe thinking Fitzpatrick, about Fitzpatrick, but he's he's your typical bench type quarterback. Yeah. you know he if if you need him to come in, Nick. Before before the Super Bowl run, Nick Foles was was a great aspect, you know, with him, you know, um, in Kansas City, kind of being that backup guy. But anyway, yeah, and, and going back going, going back to that game, if they have Jimmy G in there, this game is turning the other way. I'm sorry, but this game is turning. He missed a wide open Kyle Huszczyk good point for a touchdown mm-hmm. on the first play of their uh, series. Mm-hmm. If they get that, automatically seven nothing on the board. But in my defense, I mean the Eagles. Eagles played great football, in my opinion. They did. Right. I they mean, played good they, football. They played, I mean, night and day. I mean, other than early on, Carson Wentz, yeah, he, he did have some struggles, and I really thought we were going to be in for a long night. But the pick that he threw, it goes on the stat sheet, as obviously, but it was kind of like a like – a, he was kind of rolling out of the pocket, and he threw it, and it, his arm got hit, and it was getting low to the ground, which the defender just made a great play to die for and catch mm-hmm. the ball for the right. interception. So that's just kind of unfortunate. But, but overall, after Carson got settled down, I mean – he just it kind of reminded me of the Carson Wentz that, that I'm used to watching and he and just like last year towards the end of the stretch he literally put the team on his back with some people I never even heard of I never even heard of Travis <laughs> Fulgham before I had no idea who he was until <laughs> until coming into this game literally so for him to say look I don't have much weapons but the weapons and also mind you the weapons that he did have they performed Jay, Greg Ward he did perform. He did what he needed to do. He mm-hmm. made a couple of great catches. John Hightower had a great four-down catch. It was fourth and four. Um, if they don't get it, then the uh, Niners are in Eagles territory. Made a great catch to keep the drive rolling. And so, hey, my Eagles are sitting technically first place in the NFC least. Yeah, that, that and, division. You know, uh, yeah, um, I mean, I can't, like, I mean, I sure, I mean, I don't know. I'm just kind of embracing the moment and. And uh, ready to play the Steelers next week, Branton. Yeah, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll see, see what, what happens. happens there. I mean, I, I will say this. Every game in the NFL is a must win. Uh, but with this game, Steelers come off on a bye week. They're not good after a bye week. Big, Big Ben, I believe he is like only won four of his games after a bye week. Career. Yeah, wow. Entire career. Yeah, entire career. He's not good after a bye week. Uh, they, I don't know what it is. He just never has. Uh, so it's going to come down to is this defense going to shut out your Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was still sacked a great number of times, and he didn't throw the ball away. And when he tried, he threw that pick. I mean, there were many instances in that game. He threw well where he, he was he throwing the ball a, away. He threw a couple like kind of like bang bang. Like he did. I'll say this: he he did a lot better job of throwing the ball away than than what he had past weeks. Like mm-hmm. the week one, oh my, that was horrible. He just <laughs> he just took every sack known to man. Yeah. But like there was there, there was a couple of plays like where he rolled out. And he kind of got tripped up, but as he was falling, he kind of threw it, mm-hmm. kind of like sidearmed it a little yeah. bit. But like I said, this was a, my opinion, for Carson, huge step going forward. Best game that, that he's had all season by far. Um, I mean, 
Maybe I'm kind of thinking, kind of spitballing a little bit, you know, kind of overreaction Monday a little bit. Um, maybe, you know, once, I mean, because Alshon Jeffrey starts to come back, Deshaun Jackson starts to come back, Jalen Rager starts to come back. I mean, I mean, you know, how's this, I mean, how's this all going to affect un, uh, for, for whenever they come back? I can't speak today. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, um, kind of a, one, one more info game that I have. Uh, kind of going back to the, to the Chargers and Bucks, and I'm speaking on the Chargers on this one. Justin Herbert, again, proving. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's contending with his game and, what, his second NFL start? Yeah. And con- coming in against Tom Brady's Bucks and playing great. I mean, yeah. playing great. I mean, even though Tom Brady threw for five touchdowns, Justin Herbert had a great game. He put up 31, you know. And, and, and he had them on a drive to come back and tie that game, but he threw an interception. So his late game... Uh, decision making has to improve, which mm-hmm. every rookie they're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. he's got to improve. Yep. Uh, but he he will definitely be that franchise quarterback there for a while. It's just going to come down to how soon is he going to make that jump into being a playoff quarterback. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so looking on the Bucks side, Tom Brady is still liking his young receiver in Scotty Miller. Yeah. I mean, this week he had five receptions for eighty three yards. I mean, he's his deep ball. Yeah. He, he's the speed guy Chris, that that he's. Yeah, with, with Chris Godwin being out, mm-hmm. that's, that's his guy pretty well. Yeah, and Brady loves the smaller speed guys. I mean, you look at what he did with Brandon Cooks, it was unreal. I oh, mean, yeah. and now he has Scotty Miller. Mm-hmm. He, he likes those smaller guys that can run fast routes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So um, kind of like one last thing here, um, some unfortunate news in the MLB world and, uh, and a huge, huge loss for Cardinals Nation. Um, former great Hall of Fame Great pitcher, uh, Bob Gibson actually passed oh, yeah. away. Um, really unfortunate. 2020 has been awful. Oh, man. Um, it's been awful for St. Louis. It has. Um, but for me personally, um, my condolences and my prayers, if the Bob, if the Gibson family is somehow watching this, my prayers go out to their family um, and the entire Cardinals organization. I mean, losing Lou Brock and then Bob Gibson, Gibson. Man, two tough. great, amazing players in the franchise, arguably one of the two of the greatest players in the franchise, Um, you know, so unfortunate, um, especially after losing, it was actually that night after the Cardinals lost to the Padres, Um, just horrible news, Um, you know, he actually had pancreatic cancer, and just awful news, but my condolences and my prayers go out to the family, and um, it's really sad news, Um, not not really sure, not really much else we can say. I I say, it's kind of hard to talk about that, I mean, Mm -hmm. it's too... Two Cardinal legends. I mean, Lou Brock, who, who at the time was the all-time stolen base king, and then you go to Bob Gibson, who was probably one of the most intimidating pitchers. Changed, changed baseball, oh, literally. Did, yeah, he did change baseball. He was the most intimidating pitchers of all time. I mean, those are two game changers yes. in MLB, and it's and just to see them pass, I mean, it's It's, it's really unfortunate. Yeah, it's, it's unfortunate, and especially in the crazy year that we've had, that's just kind of just more hits. And, right. But I just want to throw that in there, kind of put some condolences oh, um, absolutely. For, from everyone here and prayers from everyone here. Um, but um, that's, all the, that's all that I had. So yeah. uh, I want to thank Ian for coming on the show. Um, it was great having him. Uh, late notice. Yeah, yeah late, kind late of a, notice. Yeah, but uh, kind of a just a, hey, you, you know, be on the show type deal. But I'm so glad that he stepped up and he oh, wanted yeah. to do it. And, and we appreciate you having us. We're, well, thanks we are for having than, me here. Yeah, yeah. And we're more than willing to have you back on the show. Um, Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, so I think that's going to wrap up um, the week three edition of the Sports Cube podcast. I'm Kyle Gammon. I'm Brayden Beard. And I'm Ian Claymore. We'll see you next week. Yo, shut it up.
All right. I feel like that was like. I, I feel like that that was a longer episode.